it's really unfair for women. I mean, especially <laughs> from the hormonal standpoint. Thanks, man. I mean, it's just like justification. It's like I, now I not that I ever was like, oh, toughen up, just go to sleep. I would never say that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not that stupid, but it's like, it's, it's the, your body is working against you to actually get quality sleep. It's yeah. so interesting. And like and the guys, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's guys that have insomnia and everything like that. Um, but it's just like, I, I, it's, it's the exact opposite for guys. I feel like, I know this, there's probably articles that would say a difference, but you know, like our hormonal levels were just. I, I don't know if we're just... They're the uh, same every day. Yeah. I mean, like it resets every 24 hours, right? And granted, stress can fluctuate male hormones. Right. Physicals, you know, ailments can fluctuate your hormones, but it's usually on a day-to-day -day cycle. Right. So you're on the same hormone pattern every single day, whereas women's don't repeat until every 28 days. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness podcast. Brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. We're going to try to answer the age-old question. Especially one that is a big question here in this household. <laughs> and why is it that men seem to have less problems falling asleep than women on the whole? Okay. For sure. And I, I know this, hopefully this information is useful to you. M might tell you something you don't already know. We'll <laughs> yeah. find out. I hope so. That. I hope it. When we get into the meat of the podcast. But before that, we got to, before we do that, we always want to do our little housekeeping things. And that is uh, not to undermine them or to diminish them in any ways. Because first thing we want to do is thank you guys for listening. For tuning in each and every week. Uh, maybe this is your first week, though. So welcome to you newbies, uh, to all those oldies out there, to those uh, veterans of the ATF podcast. I was going to say oldies. It's yeah, just, veterans of the ATF podcast. Well, I mean, they've been with us for over seven years now. I mean, that's over True. 372 episodes. To the absolute oldies. So, yeah, so those are the veterans, the OGs who've been with us. Thank you guys, both you newbies and the oldies, oldies, uh, rookies and veterans, if you will. Uh, appreciate you guys listening and tuning in each week. We appreciate you sharing a podcast with your friend. If you find one of our over 370 episodes super interesting, please copy the link and send it to a friend that'd be super helpful to help us spread the good word of atf around this uh, world of ours and also a great way to help us spread the word is to leave us a rating and review an apple podcast or your preferred podcast app mm -hmm. that's really helpful um, it also gives us feedback on what we need to do better and how we can improve the podcast uh another way to directly contact us just follow us on instagram at the atf podcast and send us a dm we're always listening. Easy peasy. That's right. So now we're going to go on to the next part of the podcast we call Training Recap. And so we had a uh, throwback yet last week mm -hmm. because we were on vacation this week. So we how was our training recap this week? Well, I feel like we had a shared training recap a little bit because uh -huh. we did... Um, we did the same things for yep. the most part. But I did also get in 
a HIIT workout and some yoga while we were on vacation as well. So overall stayed active, I think, would be a good term. Covered yeah. a lot of ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did a good amount of walking a lot of days. Uh, the yeah. majority of vacation. I mean, I didn't look at the steps, but... Um, yeah, actually, we should do that. Maybe I can look at that right now. But uh, I also made sure I stretched every day. I focus on stretching and mobility. Um, you know, one thing I always kind of we run into when we travel is that um, we, you know, we're subjected to uh, we're subjected to uh, beds and pillows that are not ours. So yeah. um, that's usually leads to a lot of uh, uh, kind of uh, sore necks or aching backs the next day. Um, so we always, I always want to make sure that I'm stretching it out so I can. Uh, feel somewhat uh, I could spry for our new adventure on our uh, on our vacation. We definitely took some adventure. So I'm looking at one day in particular. I think this was our Providence Town Day. That was Thursday. We had probably yeah. on Thursday. Five and a quarter miles. I got yep. I got thirteen thousand steps. Six point two four miles. I don't know why your steps <laughs> are always more than mine. We're uh, right next to each other uh, still. Yep. But, but uh, oh, so yeah. It, w it was a good day, and uh, we definitely uh, we uh, we were sitting a little bit when we did some boat rides, and we rented a a golf cart, which was pretty cool. I know, and yet we still covered a lot of ground. We did. Um, so yeah, so like I said, training less uh, prescribed workouts. I know you did a hip workout and a yoga while we were there on vacation, and mm -hmm. uh, but I think we're going to be coming back with a, a week. I see you're already planning some workouts for this week, right? I am. I am doing that. So the next training recap will be uh, chock full of uh, really uh, accomplishments, if you will, even though I was pretty happy with how we stayed active this past yeah. on this vacation. So now we're going to jump into the meat of the podcast, we're going to try to answer the question of why women have more problems falling asleep and staying asleep please, than men. Um, this was actually inspired not only from kind of, I think, uh, I would say a, a topic that's always kind of brought up here in our household. I think we've mentioned on the podcast before that Shannon has some uh, challenges falling asleep and staying asleep while I uh, seem to could fall asleep at any time. Um, it's annoying. Yep. It's real annoying. Some nights <laughs> I also end up swearing at him when he's asleep. Doesn't know it, but I'm like, you. Yeah, this, is, this might be <laughs> recent. Uh, this is funny that we are talking about this podcast because I feel like recently, uh, well, actually, the last two nights you've slept on the couch. Uh, yeah. There's, Why there's Why been is that? some. There's been some swearing in the middle of the night. Mm hmm. Some very angry grabbing of pillows. Um, that is because snoring, your snoring has been unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, I think it's mostly due to a cold that I have, and maybe I sound a little different today. I, am I don't think you sound that different. That's I'm finding well, I'm finding a little bit of a cold. I think it came uh, last couple of days of vacation. Um, but it tends, I have some issues. When I do snore, you know, I think... Uh, this kind of uh uh prominently i know you guys are hearing back 
fireworks in the background. Bombs going off. It's not bombs. It's just fireworks. Yeah, and our dog is a little. No, 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 no. No, you're not getting up no, in the bed, no, Draco. No, 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 no. Seventy-pound no, no. German Shepherd wants to get in the bed, and <laughs> Shannon is trying to tell him no. No, no, no. You're not coming up here, honey. All right, so now, uh, like I said, not only was this uh, this topic inspired by recent nights here at our mm -hmm. house, um, but also uh, by an article we found on uh, the New York Times Wells section. Um, it actually basically uh, tackles the question or tries to address the question of why women, uh, why research suggests that women have more difficulty sleeping than men. Uh, so a recent poll done by the National Sleep Foundation said that women significant are were significantly more likely than men to report challenges falling asleep and staying asleep. So why are these issues um, prevalent? Well, it seems to be do a lot by uh, well, it helps to do a lot with biology. Of course it does. And uh, I hate to tell you, um, so obviously it starts a lot in puberty. Um, obviously, uh, girls are going through a lot of uh, changes. Well, I think men and women are going through changes, but specifically women's changes, um, They, uh, when they go through puberty and they go through uh, basically getting their period, um, that causes a lot of changes specifically. Um, it says menstrual cycle can cause mood changes such as anxiety and depression, physical symptoms like cramps, bloating, and tender breasts, which all may disrupt sleep. Hot flashes as well. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, we're going to do this Enjoy. in chronological order because, unfortunately, it starts off in puberty. Obviously, you have all those symptoms. You deal with that until probably you get pregnant or, you know, for say, a large, significant portion of women till they get pregnant. Um, and then once you do get pregnant, uh, you have all the symptoms that go with being pregnant. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the uh, nausea, freaking urge to go to the bathroom, anxiety and general discomfort. Um, it could also, uh, then, after you have the baby, there's even more symptoms. Um, basically having to get up to feed the child in the middle of the night, but also kind of the postpartum depression that is associated with uh, giving birth that can cause uh, sleep disruptions. And again, hormonal imbalances that right. also cause havoc. So, and then of course, after you get past your childbearing years, then you have, like you said, the... Uh, Perimenopause and menopause. Exactly. Yeah. Some hot flashes um, that could drastically... I remember I recently uh, was listening to a podcast. I think it was Andrew Huberman talking about like, Really, the optimal way to get like real optimal sleep is actually to lower your body temperature. Mm -hmm. So, and I know we've interviewed people that like have like basically we have heating pads, but they make chilling pads for the, the for the bed to actually help you get into better sleep. Why well, I like it cool when I sleep. Yes, exactly. So the, another thing about uh, menopausal women is that they are at higher risk for developing obstructive sleep apnea which occurs when the muscles of the airway relax and temporarily impede breathing, which can lead to frequent nighttime wakings. I don't feel like I run into that. No, I think I probably... I don't know if I have sleep apnea, but I definitely have something going on in my sinuses and or tongue area. Yeah. So I think I need to start investigating more mouthpieces and see for my snoring. Because I think 
that's one thing I don't think this article brings up, but your partner snoring, I'm sure that could be a yeah, definitely a sleep disruption. I issue. wonder. We should have looked up like who snores more, mm-hmm. men or women, because I'm I'm going to be totally honest. I some of the loudest snorers I've ever encountered in my life have been women. So yeah, I I know it's not necessarily like a guy thing. Mm-hmm. But it is so freaking disruptive to have, like, uncontrollable snoring. Or my mom had to deal with my stepdad who had restless leg syndrome. Yeah. So, like, crazy thrashing of his leg that would wake her up multiple times throughout the night. Wow. So they solved that by saying, hey, you get that bed, I get this bed. Mm-hmm. So it uh, it just seems kind of just based on what this article told us and kind of some of the things you just related, it's really unfair for women. I mean, especially <laughs> from the hormonal standpoint. Thanks, man. I mean, it's just like. Justification. It's like I, now I, not that I ever was like, oh, it's toughen up. Just go to sleep. I would never say that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not that stupid, but it's like, it's, it's the, your body is working against you to actually get quality sleep. It's yeah. so interesting. And like and the guys, I'm, I mean, and I'm sure there's guys that have insomnia and everything like that. Um, but it's just like, I, I, it's, it's the exact opposite for guys. I feel like, I know this, there's probably articles that would say a difference, but you know, like our hormonal levels were just. I, I don't know if we're just... They're the uh, same every day. Yeah. I mean, like it resets every 24 hours, right? And granted, stress can fluctuate male hormones. Right. Physicals, you know, ailments can fluctuate your hormones, but it's usually on a day-to-day cycle. Right. So you're on the same hormone pattern every single day, whereas women's don't repeat until every 28 days. Yeah, I could tell like the night before last when I was really kind of felt I was getting sick, like my heart rate was up, I couldn't get comfortable, my body was aching, I couldn't sleep. It was one of the worst nights of sleeps I've ever had in, my, in a long time, I should say. But then last night, I come home, I don't know if it was just the fact that I maybe was past the bad stage, or that I was yeah. home in my own bed. Your own bed, your but, own pillow. I mean, I couldn't stay awake. Yeah. You know, and yes, I was very loud and uh, vocal, according to you. But uh, it According was just to the whole, neighbors, I'm yes. sure. Yeah, neighbors, how dare you. Um, <sighs> I had to but... close the door, okay? <laughs> I had to trap the dog in here with you. I was she, like, I'm sorry, Draco. <laughs> I, you're going to have to take one for the team because I have to shut the door. And it was it was rough. Yeah. So the uh, hopefully everybody's enjoying this firework display that's going on. Behind us right now, we it literally sounds like it's in our backyard. It's yeah. <clears throat> Anywho, uh, so uh, some therapies or some uh, treatments for uh, how to get better sleep for women, or probably for anybody that has similar symptoms. Obviously, men don't suffer from these biological issues related to the hormones um, and going through different growth stages in life, but maybe you do have some trouble sleeping, there are some uh, uh, treatments that this article brings up. Uh, the first one is cognitive, cognitive behavioral, behavioral therapy for insomnia. That's why we recognize as the best first-line treatment. What is that, you may ask? What is that? <laughs> it says it, it, 
is using a range of cognitive and behavioral techniques such as identifying and reframing negative thought patterns, practicing mindfulness, tracking sleep, and changing bedtimes. Is that yeah. anything you've ever delved into? Um, Probably self-led. Mm. Some things that are self-led, right? Well, I, I know that a lot of the things that I've read and that I've tried have focused on like bringing you bringing your activity level and your your mental level down like calming it's one of the reasons that they're like you know don't watch screens screen, screens mm-hmm. are too much stimulation not just not just blue light but like it's too stimulating it's why like I can't watch shows that I've not watched before right before I go to sleep or else I end up like thinking about them and all that. Like I also will say I've had anxiety problems since high school that has added to my sleep issues. When we like pre-wedding, just life was crazy and I had all of a sudden anxiety issues that I hadn't seen in years show up as night terrors. Yeah. I was literally afraid to go to sleep. I remember you would like, leave me in the living room. I'd be watching TV, trying to stay awake until I like passed out. Mm. And you'd be like, you should go to bed. And I'm like, no, not until I'm actually like fall down dead tired Mm. because I don't want to dream. And I had that for a little while, which was fun too. Well, I mean, like they talk about this and it's brought up in this article, the anxiety or depression um, related to stress or past trauma um, can really affect you at night. This is with you. Yeah. yeah. So I and think this. Remember, there is an how you react in the middle of the night versus how I react in the middle of the night. What's that? You can be very rational and calm, whereas I am emotional as hell. Like, it's like raw emotion for me. When Ella woke up as a baby, if like if she wouldn't sleep or if I had to sit there and listen to her cry, I would just like be bawling. Like yeah. I would be so stressed, so upset. If she was sick, I would just be like a disaster. And it's still true. I was ready to murder you last yeah. night. You know, and it's just like that is not an appropriate response. But in the middle of the night, I have no control. No. And I'm just like, someone messes with my sleep. I'm sorry. You're taking your life into your hands. I mean, I think it goes back to the hormones once again. Like yeah. I said, I mean, like my when I wake up in the middle of the night, I get woken up in the middle of the night, whether it's by Ella or random fireworks, apparently. Um, my mission is just to get back to sleep. I will do anything to get back to sleep, and I will. I was like I said, I just, I, I don't. I'll, my rationale, it's not anger, it's not anything. It's just I want to go back to sleep. I'm up, but I want to get back to sleep. Anyways, um, so yeah, the the idea of this therapy and finding specialists that are um, obviously skilled in this is something that that people who really suffer from prolonged. Um, whether it's insomnia or disruptive sleep patterns, I, I think it's a, a, a big thing. And they also talk about in this article, especially for menopausal women, is hormone therapy. You know, whether it be 
basically, um, I think they specifically talk about testosterone in here. Um, once again, uh, uh, I'm not saying <laughs> probably something that's more along the lines of uh, uh, some of the male hormones that help uh, maybe regulate sleep more. I think it's more talking about regulating those hot flashes and stuff in menopausal women. They, I think the, getting some hormone therapy or um, hormone treatments is uh is one way to uh or i guess mitigate hot flashes i remember i talk a hurting hurting i've okay. heard dr peter peter atia talk about that how uh, testosterone replacement for women was actually very beneficial even though there's been some negative press about it um even though and so but sadly that negative press was more uh publicized uh you know uh i guess what's the word i'm looking for um kind of like the uh uh, not slanderous, but kind of like salacious headlines. Oh, uh, yeah. What turned the the actual like kind of research that about uh, hormone therapy for women into uh, something that was scary for uh, for some women, even though it shouldn't be. Anywho, going on a tangent like I normally do. So, <laughs> like bring it on back, bring it on back. The therapies that they talked about, uh, you know, obviously things that you could be self-led, you know, identifying, reframing negative thought patterns, practicing mindfulness, tracking sleep yeah. and changing bedtimes. That can be self-led, but also there's professionals out there that can really help you with that. Because, I mean, it's something that, um, you know, if it's an ongoing issue, uh, you know, these kind of, uh, if you were able to kind of self-medicate yourself, you would have by now, I would say. So yeah. I would say looking into a professional, if you, if you suffer from, uh, these type of, um, uh, sleep disruptions on a regular basis is probably worth it. You know, mm -hmm. everybody's worth, and you know, you know, sleep is the research is coming, keeps coming about the benefits of sleep and how it's connected to everything from mental health, physical oh, health, obesity, weight loss, all those things are related, um, chronic illnesses. Um, so it's, it's no surprise that, uh, or it should be no, there should be no shame in trying to seek out a professional to help you with your sleep. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the most important things is this is coming from someone who has tried a lot of the different things. Um, your body needs to be comfortable. And if you are a hot sleeper, you know, make sure that your sheets are thin. Make sure you've got what you need. If you are a cold sleeper, you where you cool down at night then get the extra blankets, have them ready, like get yourself set up for success and then really focus on that mental state. And if you are someone who needs to like journal out all your thoughts in order to get them out of your head, like sometimes I have done that mm -hmm. and it's helped. Um, but also think about limiting the things that that really kind of take away from a consistent ability to go to sleep, like watching shows and, you know, flipping through your Instagram feed. Like we know social media can be fun, but it can also just make you lose all track of time and space. Right. So just put some kind of structure on your evening routine and see what works for you. Mm -hmm. See what helps kind of bring you down to that quiet state. 
figure out what time things need to go off and set yourself on those limits because if you do have trouble sleeping, my heart goes out to you, number one, and number two, you're not alone. There's a lot of people, men and women, and for those of us who are also working with uh, other people in our household or other creatures, I'm looking at you, Kat, who like to wake people up or not like to, but tend to wake people up, uh, you know, please be kind. That's all I could say. I don't know. Find solutions if you can, because it sucks mm. not being able to sleep. I have my own issues that are making me not sleep. So external things, they make me a little violent. Also, I apologize if I punch you in the face for some reason. Jeez. I'm really trying not to. I'm not looking forward to that. I haven't I yet. I haven't I yet. But I almost threw the cat. My poor, my my poor elderly cat. I was so close to just throwing her off the couch last night. She just wanted to snuggle. And I was like, I just want space, please. I just need some sleep. My poor little fuzzball. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully you'll be pumped for a night of sleep tonight. <laughs> I would love to sleep in my own bed. Yes. And hopefully you're pumped for this next section of the podcast. As we share what's got us pumped. Yeah. So what's got you pumped this week? (sighs) Well, it was was tough. I know we talked about it earlier, but I really loved the fact that this past week we got several days where we were outside most of the day. Mm -hmm. That seems like, you know, why should you be happy about that? Maybe if you're like, you work on a farm or you have a job where you're outside all the time, that doesn't seem like a huge victory to you. But the rest of us who live indoors most of the time, um, especially in the middle of the summer here in Florida, you can't be outside Mm -hmm. in the middle of the day. You, you will probably pass out. Um, it's just, it was so refreshing. And it was, I so appreciated it. One day we were by like a small lake. We were on a lake, you know, doing things. The next day we were walking around a little seaside town. The day after that we were on a boat and we were walking around the seaside town. I mean, I noticed a lot of these things also water features prominently. Mm-hmm. Like I think that probably is something to do, but it just felt so great to be outside with you and Ella. Mm-hmm. Like I could have I could have been happy just sitting underneath a tree. I didn't have to be walking around. But it was just so fun being outside together and enjoying what really felt like a special experience outdoors. We went, we did go somewhere. We went to New England where it is. I know it's hot there, but New Englanders who are listening, take it from me. It is not Florida hot. No. Florida hot right now is real hot. So it was actually quite enjoyable for us. 
we're like, who cares if it's we're sweating? You know, at least we can still function. It's not oppressive. So yay. It was just, it was beautiful. It was just a beautiful thing to be out of doors. Somewhat has me kind of hanging on to that feeling as we go into the work week where I will be indoors most hmm. of every day yeah. of the work week. So that's good. Yeah. That is that's something to be really, for. Yep. It's a great feeling. Cherish. We got a lot of outdoor time. I do, I do agree. And like I said, it was, it was nice composed paired when we came back here, the oppressive heat. So I did enjoy that. What I'm pumped for, not exactly that, even though I am pumped for that. <laughs> um, I got my test results back from a cholesterol tests I did at home last week. Uh, former sponsor of the podcast, Let's Get Checked. I ordered myself a cholesterol check uh, and did my cholesterol, which I haven't done in a while. According to this, I haven't got it uh, done in over a year. Um, so, uh, I found out I am still on medication. Um, I found out that my cholesterol is still, it's total cholesterol is a little bit high, 230, um, which is a little bit higher than the last time I was on medication, which was around 200s. But some good news, total triglycerides are down, um, or within normal range, I should say. Um, uh, high HDL, high density lipoprotein, which is supposed to be the good uh, cholesterol is high. It's actually on the high range, higher than normal. So that's good. Uh, my LDL in my low density lipoprotein, which is the bad, uh, protein is still high. Um, but it is lower than the last time I got it tested, which is a good thing. So, which that is uh, a good thing. It leads to my high density lipoprotein percentage of my total cholesterol is 27.4, which is also within the normal range, but that's up from uh, the low 20s, which I had in my last test. So that's a good sign. They also just got a new portion of the uh, cholesterol test. They test your lipoprotein A. Um, lipoprotein A is uh, a type of low-density lipoprotein, LDL uh, protein. Uh, L person's L L little uh, LP... Sorry, lipoprotein A <laughs> levels are mostly determined by their genetic makeup and generally do not change much throughout their lifetime. High levels of lipoprotein A are associated with an increased risk of heart disease and blood vessel disease. So mine is in the normal range, um, which I think is a good sign. It's close to the low range too, but it is in within normal range. So I'm happy about that. I showed it to actually something I'm about to be pumped about. Um, getting a new PCP, but I haven't gone yet, so I won't talk about it. But I did show it to the doctor who I might be seeing eventually, and he saw the results. He's like, oh, looks pretty good. He's like, um, a couple of my doctors actually mentioned maybe interested in, in trying a different medication if, if I'm interested. So keep everybody in, uh, I guess, up to date when I get new information about that. Yeah, that's all exciting. Righty. We're all pumped, all kinds of pumped. And hopefully you're pumped for listening to this week's episode uh, and finding out if you maybe are one of the people who are wondering why am I having more trouble sleeping than my partner uh, if you happen to be a male or a female. You know, obviously we focus on females based on the, the hormone uh, uh, differential between men and women. But 
you know, there's guys out there that might also have trouble sleeping. So hopefully you find it informative. If you do, please let us know by giving us a rating review in Apple Podcasts, your preferred podcast app, or sending it to a friend or giving us a follow on Instagram at the ATF podcast. And maybe you can send us a message and let us know if you're one of those people that has any trouble sleeping or if this episode helped you out. Yeah, and if anybody has any tricks or tips or things that have worked for them, share, Mm -hmm. comment, because I guarantee if it's something even like we've not tried, some other person is going to be able to see that and go, oh, yes, Mm -hmm. I need to try that. That's right. We're all about helping people. Got anything else for me tonight? This has been another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, and we'll check you next time. For all things Addicted to Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at The ATF Podcast, and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes Store. Thanks. Thanks.